You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio, straight from Cinematic Adventures and your mom's diary is Sean. Sean, how are you today? I am great, Paul. How are you? I am doing all right. And via the Zoom studio, because dramatic diva, who just has to make things difficult, I guess, is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you all? Uh, We're okay. We're here. You know, just hanging out. Just hanging out in person. I even bought beers for Sean in case he wants to get wild. First time here. Have have three for me. I I don't want to do that. That's a lot. That's a lot of beers. That is a lot of. Yeah, Paul Paul can't do that anymore. You just see see me (laughs) drinking three at once. (laughs) You know what movie we were watching last night? Project X. Never saw it. Wow. Yeah. There was a convoluted way that we got to watching Project X, and then we ended up watching the whole thing for some strange reason. But it's like a normal night for you guys. I forgot how much fun that movie is, and how like that's the movie, like that's the dream at one point. You know, when we were young, when we were youngins. But anyway, what are you talking about? We we reenacted that thing at your house all the time. We had parties like that. No, we didn't. (laughs) No, we didn't. We had one funnel, one funnel (laughs) that we shared and never cleaned. Yeah. Well, we're alive. <laughs> Are we? We're alive. we're alive and disease-free. <laughs> For the most part, I hope. But anyway, this got weird. Wow, so Paul. Way to be depressed. All right. Thanks, man. But anyway, <laughs> so we have not done a character study in quite some time. And unfortunately, at the end of June, kind of the superhero movie trend starts to slow down a little bit. We had a great month of Thank Spider-Verse. God. Really? Thank God? It's just too much. Oh, I'm sure Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny really saved everything. It hasn't come out yet, so we don't know. At time of release, it has. So, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit in. I'm gonna edit in my poor thoughts on it. But anyway, <laughs> so we haven't done a character study, and one of the things that inspired me to do this one is this character recently appeared on Superman and Lois for the first time, and I was like, man, there are so many different versions of this character, and there is no traditional like archetype to this character even though there is a traditional arch- it's very strange like this character is a, a unique character and it's fun he's fun to talk about and sean and i and ronnie have all different versions of who our version of this character is so for those of you guys who don't know because you're you didn't read the description of the episode where i normally put what we're talking about we are talking i don't know why i built up so much mystery and anticipation they probably read yeah, i don't know either they probably read it like it's it you i'm gonna do it I'm going to do like a fake title just to throw everybody off now. So if you're reading that fake title, haha, gotcha. But anyway, we are talking about the one and only Lex Luthor. Double L. Double L. Alliteration. A lot of alliteration in comics. Mr. Luthor. Mr. Luthor. They they also had Otis in uh, Superman and Lois as well. Mm. Yeah. So let's start off really quick with just some initial thoughts about Lex Luthor as a character. I'm going to go to Ronnie first because he's on Zoom and God only knows if that's going to hold out on us because we've had issues. Go. Hey, it will hold out. I trust it this time. But as far as Lex Luthor, he is by far one of the best villains to ever touch, you know, a comic book. 
I believe. He's so well known. He's up there with the Joker, Penguin, all them guys. Obviously, he's two steps ahead of Penguin, but they're, those three are like the most well-known ones. Mm-hmm. We've seen him quite a few times now in media when it comes to TV and movie. Some have been good. Some have been bad. I don't think there's really ever been a great Lex Luthor. Easy, Sean. No, oh, okay. Sean agrees. Sean agrees. Okay. I'm not. I mean, the closest we had is probably Jesse Eisenberg. Now easy, Sean. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Eisenberg. You have the problem with Eisenberg. I actually don't have a problem with Eisenberg. <laughs> I have, I I have some select. Just to watch you two Ron, Ron is just trying to start start shit. There we go. You gotta be starting. Pretty much. No, always gotta be starting I, something. I think Eisenberg did not get a fair shot at. I think because of the writing, but what he portrayed was sounds like a DC movie. Of, but. You know, like, again, this is one that there's really nothing special to him. You know, like, he's got money and he's super smart. That's... Those are two really great things. I don't, there's nothing special about him. He's rich and super well, smart. I'm, I'm talking about if you look at some of your villains that you've had, they've been, like, godlikes or, you know, metahuman, superhuman type of thing. There's very few big named villains that are human mm. other than like him and Joker. So I, I want to point out that I should have let Ronnie just keep listing all the attributes. He's not special. He's rich. He's smart, jacked, probably well endowed, like all these things. But he's not that <laughs> special. And we're just sitting here like, oh, <laughs> he sounds he just pretty. Described us. He sounds <laughs> yeah, I have $14 in my wallet right now. <laughs> Uh, and that was to buy pizza for Sean. <laughs> but, pizza. all right, Sean, initial thoughts on Lex <clears throat> Luthor. Initial thoughts, he is the most iconic villain, obviously, I think, in the Superman lore. You know, there's other villains in Superman, like, you know, Darkseid, Brainiac, Mitzelpilic. But when you think Superman, you think Lex Luthor. Just mm-hmm. like when you think Batman, you think the Joker. It's a character that has progressed since it was first when he was first introduced in the 40s he was a mad scientist and then in the 80s they turned him into basically like just a rich corporate america corporate america ceo and that's really kind of how we've seen him since mm-hmm. um, it'd be interesting to see if they ever brought him back to becoming like a mad scientist but yeah he's as ronnie said we've seen him now in media you know a bunch of times from gene hackman to kevin spacey to jesse eisenberg and then we see him on tv and I don't think any performance is the same, right. really. Everyone adds something different to the performance. So I think that's another good thing about the character is just he's a broad character that you can do whatever you want with him. Mm-hmm. So for me, Lex Luthor, he ranks among some of the best DC villains. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, obviously when it comes to Superman, you have two options. You have characters that can challenge him physically, mm-hmm. then characters that challenge him mentally. And Lex Luthor has done both. Whether it's using technology to go toe-to-toe with him physically or just outsmarting him. And it's like Sean said, there's been a lot of different versions of the character. He started off as just a mad scientist, like the mad scientist. Like, I'm just going to take over the world for Mm -hmm. funsies because I can and I'm smarter than you. And over the years, he's constantly changed, constantly evolved. At times, he's been an anti-hero to a point. Like, he... There, there have been iterations of him where he's like, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just trying to protect Earth and humans. Like, he's like, Superman does not deserve to be, like, all these, all, you know, 
deified basically sometimes it's ego sometimes it's pride like there's a lot of different motivations behind lex Luthor, and i like that they finally made him a layered character some characters can just be simple like the joker is a very simple character in terms of motivation he just likes chaos Mm -hmm. that's fine that's why you don't always need a backstory or an explanation or a reason like sometimes it's just bad for being bad lex is one of those characters that does a great job at over-encompassing a lot of different things. Because, like, you have a character like Doomsday, where it's just like, I just kind of want to kill Superman. I, I want to kill yeah. everything. Like, that's Doomsday. That's his thing. That's all he needs. But you got Lex Luthor, who's like, well, I want to, you know, do X, Y, Z, G, Q, everything. Like, <laughs> And every time somebody writes for him, they write him a little bit differently. But there are some consistencies in character. The first and foremost is that he is bald. Yes. He has been bald for quite some time. There have been different reasons as to why he's been bald. At one point, it was because of an experiment that Superboy interrupted, and like he lost his hair. In Smallville, it was from the meteor shower. I think in the movies, they don't actually, or the Gene Hackman ones, they never actually say why he's Just bald. Just that he's bald and he's wearing a wig. They never establish why he became bald or how he became bald. In Superman and Lois, he shaves his head. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so like there are a lot of different reasons, but... There's a new trend among Lex Luthers, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Especially you, Ronnie, because it is a trend that you are quite a fan of. Are you ready? I'm ready if you're ready. Lex Luthor with a beard. I am a fan. I know, as he rubs his beard. <laughs> Ronnie's literally um, rubbing his beard. Sean's probably a fan, too. <laughs> it's not to be like honest a good you, beard. I'm, I don't like the beard really? for him. Really? I, 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 like, I like the Clean shaven from toes to head look, maybe. I don't know. I thought John Cryer uh, pulled off a good look when he did his John, stint yes. on And that's where it started. John Cryer started with the beard mm-hmm. um, and the balds. Then it followed with Titans. They had their Lex Luthor, same thing, bald with the beard. And now Superman and Lois, bald with the beard. I think uh, I don't have a problem with it, which is strange. Normally, I'm, I'm a little bit of a... Perfect. It's like changing Superman's hair color a little bit, like something like that. It's like taking the the shorts yeah. off of Superman's yeah, yeah costume. Or like you look at like Captain America. Chris Evans has brown hair. Steve Rogers traditionally had blondes. Like they still make it work though. And I think it's it's a, it's one of those more interesting aesthetic choices. And I have no problem with it per se. But let's talk a little bit about. We're gonna not do so much the comics because that's almost. It's almost 90 (laughs) years of comic book history. Because, like, as far as Lex Luthor, I think he was... Let's see, when did he actually premiere? 1940. 1940. Oh, my God. It's Action Comics number 23. So, like, 87 years ago. Quick math? No, I'm wrong. No. 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 (laughs) 83 years ago. Oh, I got my three and my seven mixed up in my brain. All right. That's still not bad. That's close. That's close. In the infinite number of numbers... I was you do very work close. in a school level all the time, but yeah, I know, you know, right? good right. for you. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk more about how he's been portrayed in popular media. You've mm-hmm. got your TV shows, your animated, and obviously your movies. So let's start. We're going to start with films because I think for all three of us, it's safe to say that our first interaction with Lex Luthor was the Christopher Reeve films. Yes. Ronnie, would you agree? Yes. Okay, just making sure you're actually still there because for some reason Ronnie Ronnie's audio comes in perfectly, but his Zoom is glitching out so terrifyingly. <laughs> it's okay. Like, it's like that scene in Man of Steel when Zod comes on the television. Yeah. 
you are not alone. Oh, God, no. But anyway, so let's start with Sean because Sean is a movie aficionado. You should check him out on Cinematic Adventure. Shameless plug, shameless plug. But let's talk Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeves, and that what is he, he was in three of the movies. Yeah. So one, one, two, two and, four. and four. All right. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, it's when they created, when they did Superman back in the late seventies, I mean, G, Lex Luthor was it. I mean, that was the villain. You had to have Lex Luthor in the movie and Gene Hackman was a Academy Award winning actor. It was absolutely a known star to put above the title to try and get people and audiences to come to the theater. And, and he plays it very similarly, not like he not over the top. It's kind of like Jack Nicholson with the Joker. Mm-hmm. It's just it's perfect. He's you don't really know what he is. Is he a scientist? What is he? Is he a, a billionaire? He lives in this. He lives in this old abandoned subway. So I would say he's more towards the mad scientist Lex Luthor than he is like the the CEO. You know, yeah. Billionaire. It's a, I don't think he has an actual like company or no, anything. He's just he's just. He's also known by the police. He's just kind of like this elusive, you know, arch mega villain that, you know, we don't really know what his status is in the world. But it's, it's again, not much to the character, just that he wants to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. He wants to, for, for his own purposes, as we find out, it's like a real estate thing. He wants to set off a nuclear bomb in a certain part of the country and this way he can buy the land at a really cheap price. The dumbest, <laughs> so, dumbest thing. It's, you know, that that's really it. I mm. mean, but again, it's just one of those, again, just little enjoyable performances. There's not much depth to the character as we see later on in other portrayals. So that's really it for him. He's a little bit more comedic in this. Yeah, he's, this it's series. definitely yeah. more of a comedic turn. It really is. But that's the movie. The movie was kind of designed for that. Yeah, like it's weird that the villain is the comedy source. Like yeah. between him and Otis, you know, next time wait till I'm out of the pool. <laughs> but I actually preferred him in Superman too, even though he's not the main villain. Mm-hmm. I had a lot more fun with him. You know, Superman, thank God. I mean, get him! Like that kind of Lex Luthor. But again, you don't really find out. You know, where did he get his money? Where did he like do all these? Like, yeah, you don't know any of his backstory. You don't know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But and then obviously. There was a bit of contention about him being bald because Gene Hackman was not bald. He wore a bald cap for the one scene that you see him in the first movie, and I think obviously the second one too. But they do not show him bald for most of these movies. In the second movie, you see him bald for just in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah, more than you see him in the in the first movie. Oh yeah, and then I don't think at all in the fourth. (laughs) I can't remember. Nuclear Man. Yeah, I know we. We should watch the fourth. We should do a commentary on the we, fourth. We watched it once. I don't oh, know if I could God. sit through it again. You could not with that attitude. <laughs> but now let's also talk because technically the character is revisited, and Superman returns because it is the same character. Not really. No. It's supposed to be. It's a loose sequel to. Mm. All right, but anyway, <laughs> stupid. Let's talk. We'll talk about Kevin Spacey really quick. Now we will also always disclaim that we do not like Kevin Spacey. But and he's a fantastic actor. He is a fantastic actor. He has got some great work under his belt, but as a person, we don't like him. Mm. In this movie, Superman Returns, he's a little... He plays the character a little more... Uh, sinister. Sinister. A little, little dry. Because this one, he has more of a vendetta. Like, he's also out to get Superman. And I still say that the scene where he's beating... Where, like, they're all beating the crap out of Superman is still a great Superman scene. 
But Ronnie, what do you think about Kevin Spacey's portrayal in Superman Returns? My least favorite Superman movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was only the second Lex we've had. And I think to live up to Gene Hackman's portrayal mm. in it didn't really work. But the one thing that I did like better was he actually had a little bit more depth to his character in the, in the movie. You know, and I do like the sinister side of Lex Luthor and not so much the wit and charm and comedy that we got from Gene Hackman's, though. But I will say again, the, the I, one scene of his that makes me laugh, though, is when Lois Lane gets on the boat and she sees all the wigs and like the horror movie music plays. And then she tur- <laughs> she turns around. And he's like brushing his teeth. And he's yeah. like, and she's like, Lex Luthor. And he's like, well, we're fine because he's got the toothbrush. In his mouth. I don't know why. It just <laughs> always made me laugh. But Sean, what do you think about Kevin Spacey and Lex Luthor? It's pretty much just what Ronnie said. It's 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 a more sinister portrayal with a few moments of comedy. It's different. He wasn't trying to copy Gene Hackman, mm-hmm. you know, much to like what's his name was trying to copy Christopher Reeve. But it it's just again, it's it's just such a bad movie. It's hard to <laughs> look back on and really find anything good about that movie. The plane scene. The plane scene is good, but even that just doesn't really hold up as much anymore. It's a shame. Yeah, and I think the best thing to come out of it was having him reprise the role on Legends. Yeah, and that was and do a cool. better, a much better cool. job. Yeah. <laughs> much, much better. Well, a much better job than crap is still crap. Wow. All right. Just saying. Not God, wrong. Such a DC haters. <laughs> Not a DC hater. Such a DC. Wait for our Flash episode, then you'll hear how much of a DC hater. Oh, woof. <laughs> wow. Really. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so the I next, don't know, baby. I don't know. Maybe not. So our next <laughs> film portrayal is going to be Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. All right. So I, I sense just like uh, what's so good to talk about here? Like concept was good. the The concept was fine with Jesse Eisenberg, like the Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. type, like the Bill Gates, like awkward, eccentric kind of billionaire. And then they just didn't stick the landing. Mm. I always advocate that the best thing they could have done for that character is on this on the rooftop when he's talking to Superman that he just suddenly drops this whole quirky facade and he's actually just like stone cold serious. That would have been that would have changed you that would have been worth a rewatch just to see him in the beginning of the movie. But they didn't do that. Mm. And I hate it because like the dialogue between him and Superman is really good. It just was acted poorly. Which is strange because I know Sean likes to defecate on the scripts of DC films in particular. Defecate, anyway. SAT <laughs> word. But I, I do think that Superman, or excuse me, Batman vs. Superman, the, the script wasn't the issue per se all the time. It was just, it was choices. Like aesthetic choices, visual choices, and then storytelling choices. Mm-hmm. Like on paper, the Martha things make sense. Like if you were to explain it to someone... Even though I've explained it to both of you at nauseum and you both don't care. Why'd you say that name? Shut up. Just shut up. Just, sh- just shut your mouth. You shut your, you shut your mouth. Anyway. You explained it to us. Yes. On paper, in concept, it makes total sense. It's just not executed well. Yeah, it sounds like trying to build a good baseball team, Roddy. It's just like, on paper, they were supposed to win 100 games. They just did not execute well, and they lost, yeah, right? you know, lost 100 games. Oh, so the Mets. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I, tried I to... am not hiding from the fact that my team sucks right now. Sports. <laughs> you guys should start a podcast about it, but anyway. Oh, so Shut up. <laughs> anyway, Jesse Eisenberg. I think the general consensus is we didn't 
particularly feel for him? We we did not. He no. it was an interesting take on the character, as you as you pointed it out perfectly. It, you like you you watching it. You're like, okay, this is interesting. I kind of like it. It's weird. Whatever. They could have done so much better. But I will say this: his scene at the end of the other Justice League with him at Deathstroke, that was like, I want to see more now. It was much better. Yeah. So there's a theory, because in, in Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut, when he gets captured, he's talking to Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. And the original design for Steppenwolf, you know, like the one that, in the Snyder cut, and Steppenwolf's showing him the, the mother boxes. And then when they cut to the prison cell with him and Batman, he there's more dialogue there. Like, he basically says, like, you know, that's why this that's why I did all these things. It's a shame that they kind of cut that. Stuff. I think it would have been great. The best way they could have ended that movie, besides, you know, I, I've, I've put a lot of thought into this for some stupid Dude, reason. I got a lot of time on my Good hands, I guess. But having him drop the silly facade, like I said, when he was talking to Superman, and then at the very end of the movie, instead of him getting arrested, he just walks into a room and like a like a monitor lights up and it's it's Steppenwolf and he's like, all right, so our plan is you know happening like we. Superman's dead. That was like the goal. Something like that would have it would have added motivation. It would have added all these things. You know, like well, why is Lex Luthor working with mm-hmm. Steppenwolf? Again, like two very very simple changes. That in the title, if they just changed the name of the title, it would have been a better movie because they, what, Batman. No, just just Dawn of Justice. They uh. they literally called it that just for the marketing, just so yeah. just because they think that it's a Batman and Superman movie. It made money. Like it it's going. People were going to yeah. go see it regardless. Anyway, God, I'm so mad. Durr. He will never get over it. I will never get over it. The lost opportunities that the, the, they had. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk a little bit of television. Now, we're going to start with a fun one for Sean. Oh, here we go. Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. John Shea. John Shea, indeed. He was the first the first time we ever saw Lex Luthor as like the billionaire CEO, and he had hair. Mm-hmm. And I don't <laughs> think they hair. ever made him bald. No. So that was always a weird, you know, portrayal of the character. You didn't see much of him. I think he was only in the first season. Very sparingly, And yes. again, he was, he really just was what he was. There was no real depth to his character. And that's why I really, I don't think they brought him back after the first season. Just didn't add much to it. Also, that show's focus was purely on the relationship yeah. between Superman and that Lois. That show was camp. It was a yeah. campy show. Oh it my was, God, it was, it was. It was fun, but I, I think it was like, it didn't need Lex Luthor in it to make it what it was. Mm-mm. It was a Creature of the Week show. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, see, all it was. speaking of Creature of the Week or Freak of the Week Freak show, of the week. arguably Sean and I are probably our favorite iteration mm. of the character. Ronnie, I don't know your thoughts because you didn't do our Smallville episode, but that is Michael Rosenbaum as Lex Luthor. Didn't someone just come out and say he was the, the best Lex Luthor I literally... Somebody, it was said somewhere. I think James Gunn said it. It was James Gunn. Yes, thank you. Him and him and Rosenbaum are friends. Mm-hmm. That's why Rosenbaum has been in some of the Guardian stuff. But he had him on his podcast, Inside of You, which has one of the best opening theme songs of all time. But yeah, James Gunn came and said he was the best Lex Luthor on, you know, I guess you could say in on screen. Mm-hmm. And let's, I mean, to be fair... He had the most time to portray the character of Lex Luthor on screen. Everyone else only got basically 90 minutes to two hours of screen time. So it's also a much different character the first two, three years of the show. He's basically 
We he's were a, rooting for he's him. He's an anti-hero. We wanted we him to be okay. We know what he's going to become, but we, we root for him. We like him. He's like, you know, just a misunderstood, you know, guy. And, and you know, then he becomes, by season five? Season five or six. It's five or six, like, he just becomes flat out evil. There's yeah. nothing left for you to root for with him. Mm, it's a shame. <laughs> it, but it was so good. It was so good. And then when they brought him back for the final season. Oh, my God. Oh, still so good. Ronnie, did you ever watch Smallville? I never watched Smallville. We tried. I've we seen, showed him the first I've, episode, and it was painful to yeah. watch. We actually were like, "We're sorry, Roddy. This is hard." <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen like episodes here and there, but I've never sat down and watched it in its entirety, or watched maybe even a full season of it. I think it's just too old at this point. Start season four. Just start season four. Work your way out. Yeah. Honestly, I would say start season six. Oof, that's. That's rough. Yeah. Well, season four is season four. I don't think is that great. You're yes, only saying it good. because of Jensen Ackles. I know. That's why that would be a hook for Roddy. <laughs> I'm sold. I know. That's all he needed. Of course, you guys are. Well, Jensen Ackles was supposed to play Clark Kent in that yeah, show. He was the, uh, he he was the, the runner, up. runner up. Wasn't yeah. Jared Padalecki like third runner up or something like that? I don't know. That's an interesting thing. Oh uh, no! Uh, what's the name? Bad. Ventimiglia. Was oh, Milo Ventimiglia. Really? I think he was up for it or something like that. Huh? I don't know. That. Oh, indeed. Or the Vampire Diaries guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, he, he guest starred on it. He, he was, was like, I think brother, that was yeah. the thing. They promoted him as like, this is the guy that was going to be cast as Clark Kent. Yeah, that's funny. All right, so we'll talk about the next one. I think I'm going to be the only one who's able to talk about it because I don't think you guys have seen any of this. But I the have. Arrowverse John Cryer. Oh, yeah, you have, Ronnie. I've seen John Cryer. Oh, okay. I watched Crisis with oh. him. You watched wow. Crisis, but you guys didn't see uh, him on Supergirl. No. Season four. No. Of Supergirl? Yeah. Are you just looking it up? Or are you just... Are you, did you actually know? No, that? I, I watched. I think I watched that. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I definitely have seen him on Supergirl. Yeah, but I really, I actually, when they announced John Cryer, I was like, really? Like of all people? Like right after two and a half? I think it was pretty much right after Two and a Half Men ended. Yeah, it was like his first, long after. Yeah, it was like his first role afterwards, and we're like, John Cryer as as Lex Luthor. I was super shocked at how much I actually liked John Cryer in this. He's got that voice. That, that yeah. you know, he, he had the voice to make it work. And... He also found a really good balance between campy Lex Luthor and diabolical Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And really, like, they, they just established him and Superman have had... And that was one of the better things about Supergirl. They could bring Superman villains in and just be like, oh, he's mm-hmm. they, him and Superman have been fighting for years. I think yeah. in this iteration, though, Jimmy Olsen says that they were friends at one point and all that stuff. But they have a great scene of him. I forget what he was doing, but he's walking through this mansion that he actually booby traps, and like all these like guns and sh- sh- things are like firing and exploding, and like people are dying. And he's just walking through, like, and they have like this opera music playing. As I was like, that is the definition of Lex Luthor, just so smart, so well thought out. He and he outsmarted them in Crisis, if memory serves correct. Yeah, and then of course watching Tom Welling punch him in the face was awesome. <laughs> you gave up your powers, can't say I missed these conversations. That was that was a lot of fun. I, I, he was a good secondary antagonist, but again, I think he was the fourth season. I think Ronnie said, yeah. Right, as the main main villain, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was only in that season for a couple episodes, mm-hmm. and then the doesn't he? I think he dies. Oh um, yeah, Lena shoots him. Yes, because they had Lena Luther on the show, and that was like the big thing. And then yeah. the monitor is the one that brings him back. To help mm-hmm. with the crisis. Let's see. I'm, sh- I'm just doing some reading. 
But I don't know. Yeah, like, again, he's the one that, like, he turns to Superman against each other, and then he goes, like, world to world trying to kill all the Supermen because it's Lex Luthor. That's why. I like it. <laughs> I like a very simple, like, this is what I do. But anyway. Yeah. And then the last live action. All right, we have two more live action ones that I wanted to bring up. So Superman and Lois, as I mentioned, had has just revealed their Lex Luthor. And it has been established that Superman and Lois does not take place on the same Earth as Kara and that mm-hmm. version of Superman, even though it's the same actor. But... Tyler Hecklin. Oh, sorry. Yeah. But uh, so in the beginning of the show, th- we were led to believe that a character was Captain Luther, and he was bald, but he was like wearing a mechanized suit. He was also a different ethnicity, which you know they do that now. But we find out later that that wasn't the case. But they finally introduced their version of Lex Luthor, played by Michael Cud- Cuddles. Cud- Cuddles. No, C U D. I don't know how to pronounce this last name. Cuddles. Cuddles. The guy from Walking Dead. But anyway, he's one of the guys uh, from my... I still don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name. And Cudlets? Cudlets. We'll go with Cudlets. Michael Cudlets. Chicken cu- Cutlets? No chicken cutlets. Get out of here. Huh. But he, I've only seen him... They had him in one episode as time, at time of recording. The season finale is coming up next. And oh my god, he was scary in it. Like, scary... Basically, this version of Lex Luthor was put in jail by Lois Lane twenty uh, about 17 years prior, and he's just been in Strikers Island just waiting, and he's finally out because they found out that the evidence that was against him was actually not true. So, he gets... Fun fact. Hit me. The actor that plays Lex Luthor, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can guess what movie he was in back in the 90s that you and I really enjoy. I don't know, and you don't have a hundred bucks, so I could get a hundred bucks. Oh my god! All right, you gotta give me give me a genre. Give me you gotta a movie in the nineties that we liked. Disney. That's I'm never live action. Aladdin. Not helping. Well, because if I give anything Brent. else away, it's too easy. Blank check. N- no. Sports. Brink. No. Airbud. Mighty Ducks. Two, three. D three. The Mighty Ducks. I said that. Sean owes me $100. You guys all... No, you didn't say that. Who is he in? He's one of the... the oh, he's one... Oh, my God, yes. He's the he's, one that gets lassoed by... He's the one the that horse. gets that flips through the glass, and he comes yep. up, he's like... Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Wow. I see it. Oh, my God. My brain. That hurts. Wow. <laughs> wow. Interesting. But anyway, wow. yeah. Only been in one episode at time of recording, and he is scary. Like, they are going much more with the... Is city. he bald? He's bald with the beard. He so when he first gets into prison, he has hair. But he there's a story about him getting a pair of clippers, and the people who get who he takes the clippers from, one of them is Otis. Yes. And Otis learns that Lex Luthor's in charge very very quickly. And it I don't want to give it away because I do I, I still advocate highly for Superman and Lois. It's still one of the best superhero shows of all time in my opinion. And I really like even like Melanie when we're when I'm watching it. She'll uh, she'll catch it and she'll stop and she'll start watching it because it's like it's just that engaging. Also, Tyler Hecklin's just a beefcake. I'll say it. I'll say it on the Ew. podcast. Oh, no, sorry. I, I prefer cheesecakes. I was about to say if I had said chicken cutlet, would you have been like, yeah? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But <laughs> then one more. We have Titans just did their live action Lex Luthor, and he is played by Titus 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 Welliver. Only in a couple of episodes, but again, another. He had a long beard and balds. He did fine. He's another actor that's really good. 
Yeah, I really, I, I dig him. He was in Lost, Deadwood, Sons of Anarchy. Bosch. But I don't, I don't think I ever saw Bosch. But so one more Lex Luthor that I really want to talk about because this is kind of my Lex Luthor growing up. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Clancy yes. Brown. I knew it. Mr. Krabs. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> animated <laughs> Superman the Animated Series. Lex mm. Luthor. Again, just such a great iteration of the character. And just, they kept him around for a while, too. He did Superman. He did Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. They He's get, like Mark Hamill of the, yeah. the Batman. They, and they had King episodes Batman. together, the two of them, which is great. They went with the Kryptonite Cancer storyline, which is, mm-hmm. uh, there are some storylines from the comics that have been adapted a few times. Him becoming president's a big one. Mm-hmm. Him getting cancer from carrying around Kryptonite for so long. Him and Clark being childhood best friends. Like, stuff like that has been redone and it's there are very few things that are consistent with some characters like the joker nobody knows like there are so many different versions of the joker and quote unquote his past Mm -hmm. that you know i think he even says it at one point he's like sometimes i remember it one way other times i remember it another way but you know lex luther's one of those characters that they they've taken certain things and then they've kind of made them main continuity and they work for the most part but that's really that's all of the the lex luthers we kind of wanted to talk about any final thoughts on Good old Lex Luthor. Let's start with Ronnie because he's so handsome. Thanks, Eric. Gorgeous. Thanks, man. Again, I think just to reiterate from what we've all been talking about this entire episode is, like, you've had some really good ones, and they've all been different and unique in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Even with the, you know, animated versions versus, you know, TV and movies, you know, even though you, with animated you can make them look certain ways and sound certain ways and be certain ways, and it's easier but, I mean, I, I think we, we talked about some of the most important ones. I think if I had a, even though I did not watch Smallville, but mm. from what I've heard, I think Rosenbaum, I think, is the top choice for best Lex Luthor that we've had. Luthor. Um, Mr. After Luthor. that, I would probably say either Cryer or Clancy Brown is number two. You know, I think I think the shows have done a better job at portraying Lex than the movies have. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully we get some changes and get to see another Lex in a few years with you know the Superman movie that's coming out mm-hmm. in a couple of years. So we'll see. But overall, again, probably the the most iconic villain of all time when it comes to comic books. But kudos to Paul for this topic. Thanks, man. Sean, final thoughts on Lex Luthor. Pretty much to piggyback on what Ronnie says, I mean, we talked about pretty much all the interpretations that we've seen on film and a couple on TV, and then obviously with Clancy Brown animated. And they're all different. I mean, really, I don't think there's one that's similar. You could say maybe Spacey and Hackman are obviously because they're technically playing the same version of the character, but even still, they're, they're different. So it goes to show that it's not a one-dimensional character. There's so many different ways you can play this character and it's, it's growth since the character was created mm-hmm. and where it is now. Yeah. It would be interesting to see obviously with this new Superman coming out, the, the James Gunn Superman, you know, what is that going to be? Is that, are we going to get a new Lex Luthor? Who knows? But I, I mean, we're never, we're never going to see the end of this character. This character will be around forever. Long so time, yeah. I'm sure we'll have much more iterations of this character in the future and you know, looking forward to it. Cause it, it's fun. It's, it's like, it's like you're casting the superheroes. It's like you're casting bond. I mean, you, you when you hear who's being cast as this character, it's always a, an event to go see how they do. Mm-hmm. 
So that's going to wrap us up. We're not going to have any Fan Feedback Friday this week just because of that time of recording. We had to record a little bit earlier due to some scheduling conflicts, but we'll see. Maybe I'll edit it in. I don't know. We'll see. But that is going to wrap us up for today. If you guys are looking for more of our content, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you want some more Sean, you can go to Cinematic Adventures, one of our other podcasts. And if you want some more Ronnie, you can go to MF Uncensored or, you know, just stop by. He'll he love it but anyway that's gonna wrap us up for today as always i'm paul i'm sean i'm ronnie and he's on a bit of a delay sorry guys and we'll be back (laughs) in a flash see ya